Hello, this is Shoshana Pupko with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha Recording 24. Our exploration of emotional well-being will begin with the guidance of Dr. Susan David, and specifically through her book, Emotional Agility. Originally from South Africa, Dr. David is both a clinical psychologist and also serves on the faculty of Harvard Medical School. She's written for many publications, has a wonderful TED Talk called The Gift and Power of Emotional Courage, and has written a deeply impactful book, which will be our guide for the next few weeks. The premise of emotional agility is that our emotional guidance system is a great deal more useful when we don't try to fight it. This, of course, is the opposite of what many people do, simply because they haven't been taught how or the importance of doing otherwise. We too often expend our energy trying to contain or suppress our emotions, treating them at best like unruly children or at worst like threats to our well-being. This type of responding, which can be subconscious and almost reflexive, evolves from the erroneous belief that troublesome emotions such as anger, shame, or anxiety are stopping us from achieving the kind of life we want. Moving in a different direction, there are those who respond to their emotions by riding on autopilot. They react without a real and true awareness of why they're responding as they are. The result, a lack of agency in the choices that they make in response to how they feel. Now, in contrast to what was just described, Responding to emotions with emotional agility is about choosing how to respond to our emotional warning system. Viktor Frankl, a survivor of Auschwitz and founder of Logotherapy, captured the core of this idea when he wrote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in that response lies our growth and our freedom. In other words, by opening up and expanding the space between how I feel and what I do in response to those feelings, I create emotional agility. And to be clear, this isn't about controlling your thoughts or forcing yourself into thinking more positively because emotionally agile people experience all emotions and they do so with curiosity, self-compassion, and with acceptance. Three very important concepts that we'll unpack. In writing Emotional Agility, Dr. David shared that her goal is to help us become more aware of our emotions, learn to accept and make peace with them, and flourish by increasing our emotional agility. Emotional agility gifts us with the ability to be in the moment, It trains us to hold, but to do so loosely, whatever emotions and thoughts are present, and then to move past them, to live in ways that align with our priorities and with our values. Before we specify the four core skills of emotional agility, we need to digress for just a moment and remind ourselves of something which we likely know intuitively, but may not have put language around. What I'm referring to is the truth that 
our emotions are not always reliable. In some situations, our emotions help us cut through pretenses, working as a kind of internal radar to give us the most accurate and insightful read into what's going on in a situation. Right? Who has an experience, that gut feeling, which tells us he's lying or something's bugging her even though she keeps saying she's fine? But in other situations, our emotions dig up old business, confusing our perceptions of what's happening now with painful past experiences. An assumption or presumption that served us well in the past may not be the most constructive or productive approach at present. Statements like, people can't be trusted, or I'm going to get hurt if I open myself up, are powerful mechanisms which can protect us at times, but can hurt us at other times. Next week, we'll outline the four pillars of emotional agility.